Welcome back, everyone. This is Purple Pride, and uh, our episodes are going to reach out to the Huvelton community from the bunker of Huvelton, New York, where we are practicing social distancing. And our episodes are going to include students or student athletes, coaches, teachers, any community members or administration or, or just staff at the Huvelton School. The uh, purpose of our interviews coming up will be to just find out information, how people are doing and, um, you know, how's the online uh, learning going, how's the online teaching going, uh, any obstacles that are taking place. Uh, we want to dive into the lives of, uh, you know, students or athletes or anyone that's out there that is uh, involved in, you know, what we're doing to educate kids and what we're missing out on and especially you know the memories that we have uh, from school and and the life that we had before and how much simpler it was and and the you know it's kind of like the control we we had at that time welcome back everyone to purple pride and Today we have a special guest, Mrs. Jordan, who's our high school principal, 712. We're going to interview her and just to, uh, we want to reach out and and she wants to share some information and, and, and things like that. So we think that's real important and we'll have that for you in, in just a few. We just wanted to reach out to you, Mrs. Jordan, just to... Uh, just to see how things are going up at school and, and basically, you know, ask you a few questions. You know, there's a lot of questions out there been, since school's been out and students are very curious about what's going on up at school and, you know, what happened to my friends and so on. So what do you think is the biggest challenge for yourself as a principal and, and educators? You know, I think initially the first, um, the initial challenge was, you know, how in the world are we going to teach kids in their homes from a distance on a computer? Who has internet were the questions and how, how are we going to reach them all? So, and then, and then how do we teach only using our computer? You know, cause we typically would teach in front of a classroom. So there were so many challenges initially. I think this week we're doing so much better. I feel like we're kind of in a groove. Um, we're, we're catching kids either through Google Classroom, Schoology, iReady, or Zoom meetings. And I really think um, uh, the, first, the first big challenge was how are we gonna do this? And for how long is this? There were so many questions. The other thing is, is we were so worried, so worried about the kids, worried that they were going to be worried. And if we didn't have them in front of us, how would they know that we care? And um, so those were just our initial thoughts. Yeah, there seems to be like so many different platforms out there, so many different companies. And um, mm -hmm. this is their it seems like this is their time to, to rise to the occasion that they're all kind of, hey, we can help out in some way. Do you find that? 
I do. I think that um, thankfully in um, the middle school and the high school, and um, that's, you know, where I supervise, they were already on Schoology um, and they were already using Google Classroom. Um, we, we had to get on and learn um, something called Zoom. Um, we can speak to later if you want, but um, there are so many um, different ways to um, connect with students via the internet. And um, those companies have really risen um, to this challenge. And our teachers have, have taken and embraced this opportunity to connect. And, you know, and they're really not stopping at anything to, to um, get in touch with their students. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, you mentioned this Zoom and, um, you know, I've heard bits and pieces of it, you know, um, but now everybody that I talk to says, hey, you want to Zoom? Do you want to Zoom? It, it, uh, is this something that we that the district has used prior to this? Um, I mean, where did it come from? I got to tell you, it's been out there, but I never I've only been a participant participant excuse me, in a Zoom meeting before, um, I've never initiated one. And, and um, I got to tell you, we're all kind of becoming experts really quickly on, because it's really easy to use. It's a, you know, it's a way to video, um, meet with people, people using video and audio um, messaging through your, through your computer. So it's, it's just like being live, really. Um, and you can record it. And um, there's all kinds of functionality there to assist with, um, you know, bringing your classroom kind of alive in the homes of your students or, or my staff meetings. I have staff meetings using Zoom and um, it, it works out pretty well and it's great to see everyone's faces. Yeah, like you said, it's not always audio. It just seems like you can also bring in um, maybe a slide or two or, or, yeah. or almost do demonstrations with it. It seems really, really cool. Yeah, you can actually share documents which is cool. So like if I wanted to, you know, share a screen, I wanted to show staff something or if teachers wanted to show them how to do something, they can show them an example while they're um, still meeting with them. So it's, it's a really, um, really neat tool, I think that has um, enhanced learning virtually for us so far. And, and so um, one of my sisters reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, we should set up a zoom with a, uh, my my parents and they're in Florida, but is the technology easy to easy to use, easy to easy for kids, easy for you know older adults as well? I think it's really easy. I think that the person setting up the meeting, the Zoom meeting, would probably have the most um, you know I wouldn't say difficulty, but most responsibility in making sure it works. But all you have to do when you receive an invite is click on a link and there it is. It says open Zoom meeting and there you go. You just click on that link and you're in the meeting. Um, so to me, it's super simplistic, which is why I think it took off so easily um, with our, our teachers and students. Well, that, that's great. And so I had, a, you know, one other thing I was thinking about was I know how you know, you would go around first thing in the morning and you would pop into each and every classroom, which was really important. And you always had something positive to say and they had a nice smile. And uh, you always shared some things with students at that time. If, if you had something to share now, what, what would it be? You know, I've got to tell you, um, the biggest loss I have right now is that very thing you're talking about. My favorite part of every day is the my morning walk arounds where I could 
pop in every classroom, walk down the hall, say good morning to everyone and um, wish them a happy day. Um, congratulate them on their game the night before or the, whatever whatever accomplishment they might they might have had that I've noticed. Um, I try to reach out to all students if they have a birthday um, or, or whatever it could be to just um, brighten their day and get them off to a good start. So if I could say anything, I would want them to know that's what I miss. I miss seeing them. I miss um, being a part of their everyday life. And um, I, I wish them um, healthy and, and safe times right now. Although they're at a distance physically, emotionally, they're right in my heart. And I, I would want them to know that I'm only a phone call and email away if ever I could do anything to make this um, an easier transition for them. Yeah, that's great. And I think for this day and age where, you know, we do feel somewhat very distant from everyone, but the technology is there that we are definitely able to reach out and be able to communicate with people. You know, if you can't get a hold of you, you know, they can get a hold of someone else and relay the message uh, so that it can get to you you know, as yeah. well. It's just so, it just seems that this day and age is, is much easier to do that than uh, when maybe when you and I were growing up. I was just saying that this morning to my husband, like, can you imagine this happening when we went to school? We wouldn't probably have school. And if we did, it would be very minimal. So, um, and that connection piece has been so nice through technology. So I am thankful, um, thankful that we, are in the, this day and age with our technology the way it is and able to still continue learning, still continue um, connecting with each other and being a support to one another during this tough time. Yeah, thank you. And so what's what's happening like right now at school? You know, what what's going yeah. on in, in the building? <clears throat> you know, I haven't been there in a couple of weeks because I was asked to stay home by my doctor, but um from what I'm hearing is most everything is remote. You know, we're honoring the, the um, governors and the actual national order to social socially distance ourselves. We're recognizing the importance of that. So most, um, it's really a skeleton crew. Um, most staff are working remotely from home. Um, you know, you might see um, Mondays and Wednesdays is when we have our, our food distribution. You're going to see a few cafeteria staff there that day. Um, you might see uh, Mr. Coburn pop in or maybe a secretary um, and, and maybe a custodian. But other than that, it's really bare bones. And we're doing that intentionally to honor this um, um, national effort for social distancing. Oh, OK, that's great. And, and you know, I want to make sure that you and your family are, are taking care of yourself, because like you said earlier, you know, safety is the main thing for for all of us and, and especially your family. So. Um, what what's the Jordan family been up to? What what types of things do you do to occupy your time? You know, I we are finding every um, corner in this house to learn from. I've got four kids of my own, uh, ranging from college to uh, fifth grade, and we are all just trying to um, to learn from our computers in different areas of our house. And um, while we still enjoy the moments that we have together. Um, and try and get out and go for walks and get our physical health in good shape too and um, support each other through this transition. And do you find that like when it's 
so you're working on the computer, your your husband's working on the computer, and then your kids have to do online learning. Um, does everybody go to a different rooms in the house? Uh, you know, it, it's mm. really it could be really tough trying to find some personal space. You know, I, I, that's ex- a definite challenge at times. In fact, we often have to give the warning, like I'm on a Zoom meeting, you need to be quiet or or, you know, I need my room, so don't interrupt or so, yeah, we've kind of all found our own space that works for us and kind of our own times, too, because my son and I are sharing a computer, um, too. So we're we're kind of, um, you know, just making it work. That's what we have to do. And we all can't be on at the same time. Um, so we try to try to acknowledge what we all need and support one another. And, and how do, does, is there any activities in your house where people like to do some uh, release time uh, just to, if maybe it's a family time of some sort, what, what are the, what's the popular activity in your house? So, so um, I don't know if you can hear in the background, but I believe my husband is jamming in the garage at this time. He likes to play guitar. My oldest son plays drums and that is definitely their release. And um, music is another one for all of us. We like to, to walk and um, exercise and be outside and play basketball, do whatever we can do to be active and remain active while still socially isolating. Um, yeah, so so that's kind of our world. So so I hear that, you know, your husband, you know, is very, one of his favorite groups is KISS. Yes. Okay, and so I, I'm trying to imagine the Jordan family all going into the garage <laughs> and jamming out a KISS song. Is that is that somewhat accurate? I would say that, the entire Jordan family does not buy in to that, but there are several of us that do. And so, um, so when, uh, when a few feel the need to release, we find ourselves in the garage. That would be definitely my oldest son playing the drums, my daughter, my husband playing the guitar, and I might join occasionally. Okay. Well, well, I have to say this, that if, if this drags out much longer and the, and we start running out of TV shows to watch, you know, maybe it's something that the Jordan family could film and, and it's kind of reminds me of the Brady Bunch or something like that. <laughs> we could go live. Sure. Okay. Um, so listen, I want to, I, I want to leave my viewers with, uh, uh, something to think about. And, and before I do that, you know, I saw this video of you in one of our newsletters and you had two dogs there. Can you just tell us a little bit about your dogs? Yes. Um, the dog that was on my lap, she's a Yorkshire Terrier and she was just a teacup Yorkie. So she's only four pounds, six ounces, I believe. And um, she has a kind of unique story because we've got um, my other dog that was sitting next to me is a big um, French Mastiff, a Bordeaux Mastiff, and he um, and she is a monster. She's huge, and so she had an accident with my little my little Yorkie where they were going after the same toy, and she broke her leg. So my Yorkie oh, was really a tripod because we had to amputate her for her her leg. So she only has mm. three legs right now. So she's a gimping along and um we had quite a scare there for a while but she's doing really well right now but um that's kind of our dog story and do they kind of just wonder like why are you all home at this time like all the time i think they're loving it yeah i think they're so loving it they're not used to it at all so um this is attention overload for them 
So, so Mr. Jordan, we're almost out of time, and I would just, re I really like you, you know, to know that uh, I thank you for being able to provide the time and your schedule to, you know, share the information with us and and view and our listeners. And um, if you have any last words you'd like to share, um, could you do that for us? Yes, just know I think families that we are are here for you. We want you to um, join in with your classroom with your teachers. They have activities for you. They want you to, to see your faces on Zoom. They want you to engage. And if you're having trouble doing that, please don't hesitate to reach out by email to the teacher, to myself, call the school, someone, a clerical um, person will relay the message to us. But know in the meantime that your priority, our priority for you is your health and your family's health and know that we're thinking of you always. Well, thank you, Mrs. Jordan. And, uh, Please be safe out there and uh, be safe, you and your family as well. Thanks again. Thank you. So next up is an interview with Mrs. Collar, and that will be coming up very shortly. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Purple Pride. Uh, our next guest in is uh, Mrs. Collar. And... Um, She's one of our uh, outstanding English teachers at Hubleton School, and we want to just see how things are going for her. And you being safe out there, Ginger? I am being safe, Dave. Thanks for checking on me. All right. And uh, listen, I, we just want you to kind of explain a little bit about some of the topics uh, that you that you teach at Hubleton. Sure. Well, uh, this year I have English nine. I have English 12, and I'm also teaching an AP English literature and composition class. So the freshmen were right in the middle of poetry when we transitioned into our virtual learning. So we've just continued doing those. It's a little bit different not being in class together, but the students have done really well with reading the poems on their own, doing their best to analyze. And then during our Zoom meetings, we catch up on those and make sure that we're still on board with how to interpret the different poetries or poem, sorry. Uh, English 12 finished their research paper just as we were leaving for virtual learning. So they are beginning to read a novel and I found an audio book online for them so they can also listen as they read and then answer the questions. And we'll be discussing those chapters when we Zoom weekly. And lastly, my AP kids are finishing up a research project and uh, for the book that they were just reading, and they're transitioning into looking at poetry. Uh, College Board has reached out to us, and they are offering online classes for kids to sort of go in and check out different lessons that will help them to understand the new AP exam format that's being pushed out to kids. So for the first time ever, they'll have an opportunity to take that exam online. So, so that's a good opportunity if you have se seniors, right, that uh, that need to be taking these uh, and they're still going to be offered them at this point. You got it. Yeah. OK. Um, so what platforms are you using to, to teach online with these students? So mostly two. All of my classes were already on Google Classroom, so that was an easy transition for students in my world. All the documents that I have are easy to be pushed out for them. If there are videos that they need to watch, I can just attach the link. All student work is being submitted back to that 
website. So it's really easy for us to stay in contact in that way. And then we've set up a schedule where students are Zooming once a week with me. And it's that one day that we've chosen from the get-go. So like my APs are Monday, my English 12s are Wednesday, and my freshmen are on Friday. And it's always at the same class time out of respect for other teachers in their classes. And that's kind of just a let's check up and see how we're all feeling during this crazy process. Uh, let's talk about the work that you did for this week, answer any questions. And then I always give them a preview or a lesson into the next week's work so that they're sort of prepared and front loaded with the information they need to continue with the work. Yeah, and, and you must, I mean, there must be some obstacles along the way that you're finding that uh, might be a little bit frustrating for yourself, maybe for the students as well. Yeah, I think the most difficult part is that you're never going to have 100% attendance at those Zoom meetings. And so, you know, on a very basic level, I don't know if my students are okay. So I worry a little bit about that. But, um, you know, hopefully they're at least turning in work and doing something. So some of my students have reached out, you know, via email or even have their parents call me or they've been able to get on Google Classroom and send me a message, but they can't Zoom we can still move forward with that, right? So some students just don't have the best internet at home or their Chromebook isn't able to Zoom. For students who can't do any of that, we have pushed out paper copies of some of the things they need to do. And I love this. Students are so innovative. They're taking pictures of the final work they have and they're just finding a way to email it to me or to send it to my phone. So they're adapting, you know? Yeah, and I find that the students are very, you know, resilient. Uh, there's certainly many challenges out there that are just cropping up all the time uh, in this in this strange day and age that we have going. Um, how are your seniors doing? How, you know, you're you're on the front line with seniors. How are they yeah. feeling? Uh, what are they saying? It's interesting you ask that. Um, when, when we're together on our Zooms, we can have those great conversations about, you know, this is the way the world is now. We have no answers about prom or graduate, graduation or anything. But the most intimate conversations I've had, so sometimes students want to Zoom one-on-one -on -one with me, have been probably the most telling. And these are the students who might have some questions about work, but these seniors really want to reach out and talk about the fact that they're mourning all of these different stages along the way that they thought they'd earned. You know, when I'm a senior, I will be able to do this. And, and they really are in a mourning period right now where I think it's almost like shock. They can't quite believe mm -hmm. that this is where they're at. And, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to continue to meander through the rest of their school year if this is what it is. So, yeah, I definitely think teaching seniors has been an eye opener for me. And, and I grieve for them. I do. I grieve for them. The only bit of consolation I have is helping them to recognize that they're not the only ones feeling that, you know, there's people all around who are at their first or last times of doing whatever it is. I think about people birthing children and people having weddings and, you know, all of us are in this together. None of us are alone. And so I think hopefully that's given them a little bit of reassurance during this time. Yeah, you make a very good point. And um, the, the grieving process is definitely something that, you know, many kids may not have ever experienced before. And this is one of the areas that it's, it's very difficult, uh, 
to probably share your feelings and so on. What would be one message that you would like to share with your students? Tell your students, if you just had a bulletin board to be able to reach out to them and be able to say something, what would you tell them? Today, I would keep it super short and positive. So I'm trying to do a workout every morning when I first get up just to give me focus for the day. And the person who does the workout on the beach, because that gives me a little bit of hope, um, said, let's make sure we're paying attention to our attitude and our gratitude. So in my Zoom today, I shared with all of my students just that. It's about our attitude and our gratitude. And I think reminding them that there are always people who have it worse than we do. And for me personally, where I live and teaching at Hubleton, I'm grateful that I don't live in an inner city, that I don't live on the 40th floor where I'm deathly afraid to leave my apartment because I'll have to hop on an elevator with someone else. You know, I think that we are living in such a beautiful place here in St. Lawrence County. And again, that attitude and gratitude of going back to we're not in it alone. Everybody is in this with us together. Everyone's feeling the burden and the pain and and there's an end to everything. You know, all pain ends at some point. And our only hope in life is that we can learn something at the end of this. So I'm hoping that whenever the end is for my students, that they can remember that this will be a great discussion to have someday. What did we take from this time that now made us a better person, a, a stronger student, a better son or daughter, a better friend? You know, I think there's something wonderful to come out of every bit of pain. Yeah, you make a very good, very good point and very good advice with attitude and gratitude. And so that kind of leads me into the next question is success stories. Do you have some? You know what? My successes are the smallest things in the world. Students who I wasn't sure on a daily basis were doing okay when they'd walk in my classroom. They're on Zooms. They got big smiles and I'm so excited to see them. So those little daily perks for me are complete successes. I feel like once you remove that barrier of anxiety of going into the school building for some of these students, they actually have an opportunity to rise to the occasion. And I am 100% seeing that in some of my biggest struggling learners. They are rising to the challenge of Zooming. They are attempting the work because I don't feel like they have that fear that they're going to see that they're wrong in class or get back a paper that says eh. they're just being, you know, given positive feedback for all that they are doing. And so I'm really seeing uh, their self-esteem rise and it's just it's fantastic. That's great. And I just wanted to ask, you know, before we close here, um, you know, how are you doing? How's your family doing? Everybody staying safe? Thank you for asking. There's so many layers to that question. We are yeah. absolutely doing well and we are safe. Immediately in my household is my husband who recruits for hockey, so he can't physically do anything. And he's doing a whole lot of phone calls and Zooming with other coaches. But uh, for the first time since I've known him, he is more relaxed than he's ever been. So he's working hard, but he's in the house with the family. I think he's enjoying cooking dinners and just spending time with us as a family. Our oldest went to a private school this year. So she's been home since her midwinter break started. She's completely doing online classes with the help of Zoom and she's loving that. She's missing riding horses every day, but she's doing really well. Uh, Our youngest, Molly, is in seventh grade at Canton, and so her teachers have been great at pushing work out to her. She's on Google Classroom with everything, but is not Zooming with them. 
but seems to be the work is just fine. She's keeping up with it. Uh, when the four of us are here and we're all on our computers, sometimes it's quiet and sometimes it's super loud if we're Zooming. So that could be a little crazy. Uh, <laughs> our cat and dog are probably doing the best. They are, Dante and Charlie are enjoying our company. Our neighbor joked the other day because he said, I think you walk that dog like all day long. <laughs> and we do. Yeah. Between the four of us, <laughs> when we need our breaks and our time outside, that dog is walking all around Canton. So we're all doing fine. Yeah, the dog. <laughs> so the dog's definitely sleeping well at night. You know, uh, probably never had as much exercise as, as now. You know, I, I, our, our dog is the same way and our dog's much older. And I just said, geez, I hope I hope our dog survives this, you know. <laughs> um, but. You know, I wanted to ask you, you know, you know, here you are, you're all at home, you know, it seems like to be the, the challenge of, of many families is that, you know, trying to find space, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, all busy and trying to find space. Has it become a little tough at times? Do you guys have an outlet that you all do together? I think that the most when we need space is that, that becomes individualized is leaving the house. The things that we do that are in common, we find shows, movies that we like. We love to play card games. We've become focused with some efforts on, like we have huge bookshelves in our home that I could see in your Zoom you have in your house too. Completely cleaned them off, organized those. Uh, we're getting ready to paint Molly's bedroom. Yeah, I just think that uh, finding, you know, healthy outlets to stay active as a family both individual and together, so, so important for us to maintain our own sanity for sure. You know, what is, what is the favorite card game that the family likes to play? Probably golf. Golf? Yeah. Is it, it's a card it game? It is, and who, yeah. And, and, who, and who wins that game? Oh, mostly? boy, it depends on the day, honestly. Uh, I have to say that Gina's pretty good at most card games, but this isn't all just about talent. It's a little bit about luck, too, so... I can't say there's there's okay. one person. She tends to be a pretty lucky kid, but um, all of us take turns. It's fun. Now, is this a card game that you can uh, you, you use with an actual deck of cards, yep. or is it called golf? Nope, it use an actual deck of cards. And some people play with four, and I've seen it elaborate up to six and eight. So it just depends on what your comfort is. We keep it simple because... Right now, we feel like our brains are functioning on so many different levels with all the different work that we're doing that when we get together and play a card game, we just want to have fun. You know, I just want to point out your your husband's uh, name is a nickname. Is it Boomer? I know him as Boomer. <laughs> and uh, so so speaking of golf, is this, this uh, a frustrating time for him? Is he able to get out, um, play some golf or you know, get away from, get out of the house. So to speak. Yeah. So when this first started, um, he and I would take our golf clubs and balls and just go down and hit a few at the St. Lawrence university, best Western golf course. And that place is since closed. So we can't do that. I'm not grieving it so much, but he is. And I think it was <laughs> two days ago, he was just about ready to die. So he went to the other one. The other side of town is the Partridge run and just hit a few golf balls, saw a lot of people out there doing the same thing. And I think, you know, he did need that outlet. I'm, I'm thinking about all the people who are athletes who are not able to play their sport. They're losing the, their skill a little bit, but also for the people who want to watch those sports, right? They're not yeah. able to do that. And that's usually their downtime. So I think 
you know, all of this is affecting people in so many different ways and on different levels that it's just, it's astounding, really. Yeah, he could probably go out to uh, SLU and just, you know, hit golf balls right through the center of campus because there's no one around. But they've closed that down now. They don't want you on the golf course at all. So so that's changed just in the past week because, honestly, I was walking our dog, Charlie, through campus off leash right onto the golf course and that's completely shut down now so boohoo okay yeah so listen i I, we're gonna wrap things up here but i just wanted to make reference to something you said and i wrote it down and it and it really hits home and you made a very good point was the attitude and gratitude and i was and i'm very thankful that you shared that with us and if there's anything uh, i would like to end this by just having you leave a message for um, your students and for anyone else out there that is willing to listen. Jeez, Dave, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> I'm... I know you did such a great job with the attitude and gratitude, but you know, we want personally myself uh, and anybody listening, we want you and your family to be safe. And we thank you very much for coming on. And if you have anything to close with uh, can you please share that yeah, with us? And, and this might sort of resound everything i've said so far but i'm going to say look for the silver lining you know there's got to be some beauty that comes out of all of this whether it be you noticing the buds on the trees you noticing that your father who you've never really looked at closely before has you know a certain smile that he has or your dog snores when they sleep, whatever the small greatness is in the world, look for them. They're, they're everywhere. And I think that right now when we aren't so busy with all the nonsense in our lives, we have time to stop and look at those beautiful things. So take the time to see the, the silver lining or the positive in all of this every day. I was lucky to be able to track down both Bryce Lake and Gavin Barney, who are both senior high school students at Huvelton and senior athletes. In this interview, I was able to capture some moments that they were able to share about their feelings on their senior year, not only academically, but also athletically. In the, the day of dealing with internet issues, you know, during the interview, there was some overlay. It wasn't intentional or any interruption to the interview. It was just the fact of how things uh, played out and we were able to uh, capture those moments and I hope you really enjoy listening to their interview. Thank you. What is, as far as your um, coursework goes, how is that, how are you able to keep that up too? Well, I told my boss about having to do those Zoom meeting things, so I'll just take a break from work and listen to whatever class I have to do, and when I get home, I'll do my homework. And how are you adapting to your uh, schoolwork while you work uh, doing the, the other jobs? <clears throat> well, during the classroom, I just got to pretty much let know, or let my parents know, let whoever I'm working for know, like when I have classes, I may have to like step off the work site for a little bit to go to class if if I could. Uh, but usually I'll work around school first, obviously. 
So the schools come first, and then if I can work later, then that's usually how it goes. What do you mean by like, fear, you know, here like we are what we won't April. be able to do in the future? Well, I'm just, yeah, I'm just worried that if it goes on long enough that I won't be able to go to college my first semester and I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to wait a year until I can go. Or if I'm going to have to start with online classes, which that would be hard because I'm going to college for welding too. So it would be all the book work and not the hands-on work that I wanted to do at college. That's why I chose my college because I didn't need to take yeah. all these extra gen ed classes. I understand that. What about you, Gavin? It was mainly hands-on. Well, fears like kind of before even like it gets to the college extent. My fear is like not being able to walk across the stage, not like being able to have like I don't I don't know like a baseball season. It's like it's been my whole life is baseball and been waiting for my senior year to do really well and try showing colleges and it's just kind of came to a abrupt end ending i think but i mean trying to stay hopeful because just like bryce i'm going to alfred state to do like a construction field class like class and it's hands-on will be like i'm hoping that it won't go into that far I i don't think it will but i'm also not an expert so I don't know. I'm worried. If I were to ask both of you, um, what is your, what do you miss most about school? You know, you could obviously your answers could be sports or, or you know, a memory like something with your friends in the cafeterias or something that comes to mind that you just kind of look forward to each day going to school, Bryce. Uh, I like going to BOCES because traditional school, I don't know. I just don't really like it. I can't sit for 44 minutes and not move around. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me you maybe your most memorable athletic uh, moment? It could have been in your junior year because, you know, that uh, we, we only had a couple seasons in your senior year. But what was something that stands out for you guys? Um for athletics is a memorable moment or a memorable team or, or something like that. Um, we'll start with you, Bryce. Well, for baseball, mm-hmm. my freshman year, when he won that section 10 championship, that was my first one I ever had. And that was probably, that was really memorable, but also last year's soccer season when we uh, beat Chattagay in the Last year's baseball season, I mean, it did come to a faulty end, but I mean, just the group of guys we had and the bond, like it was, it was something like I've never had before. And playing with them, it was just we we all knew we had our own job and we got it done. Unfortunately, like I said, it didn't really happen how we wanted it at the end. But I mean, there's that's one of the most memorable things I'll have in the rest of my life. Yeah, what kind of what kind of other activities, uh, Gavin? I mean, are you in your class? Do you, are you a class of officer, or you know, what are some of the things that you are part of? Uh, I'm a part of student council and the National Honor Society. Mm-hmm. So, got a little, <laughs> got a couple things on my plate. Yeah, and so for both of you, Bryce, <clears throat> trying to prepare that resume for college 
you know, some of the things that you can put on there, you know, obviously being a captain of, of your baseball team, uh, what, anything else? Um, well, my work history, I've been working for three years now. Sure. So that, that's huge experiences, huge on resumes. Um, for all seniors, you have to have that community service thing. So I went down to the gym with Mr. Wentworth and helped out. The- Let me ask you both. Uh, have you had some conversations uh, with other seniors through, um, you know, through your social media and how are they all doing? Bryce? Yeah, I have. They're just missing the season. Mostly everybody looked forward to their senior year of sports, especially the last one that you're going to have. So for the spring sport to be shut down, adding on basketball, I'd rather end on baseball, and I can just hope that we can come back and what about you, Gavin? keep the season at the end, finish the season off. Uh, pretty much all what Bryce said. I mean, I don't think – well, I mean, a lot of us are just thinking, like, we don't really want to end – have our senior year ended for the athletes to be ended like it did in, in, uh, in the uh, winter season. So I think we're just kind of worried and hoping, hoping for the best. A shout-out to any teachers? We'll go with the Gavin first. No, I, I couldn't narrow it down to just one. I mean, just uh, all the teachers that I've had are just, they've all had a big impression on me and what I've done at school and always never never accepting, like, just getting by. They've always pushed me to do what I think I can't do. And that, that's just all the teachers at Hewelton. It's, it's an awesome feeling. What about you, Bryce? Well, I'll have to say my teachers that I have senior year, so Miss Collar, Miss mm-hmm. Whalen, and Mr. Hughes, my BOCES teacher. I'd like to close by thanking all our guests that we've had on the Purple Pride podcast, but also I'd like to thank uh, Bryce Lake and Gavin Barney, our two senior students, senior athletes. We thank you for all the success that you have provided Huvelton Central, both academically and athletically, not only on the field, but also on the court and in the classroom. We will miss your smile. We will miss your handshake. We'll miss your grin. We'll miss your comments. And we'll miss you walking down that hall. We will be most proud when you walk across that stage and receive your diploma and good luck in college and your future thank you